Hey friends, today you're gonna hear from my wonderful friend, Lindsay, but I'm gonna give you a bit of a heads up and a bit of a trigger warning. We're gonna be really digging into some topics around mental health, and this is probably the kind of conversation that you're gonna wanna pop your earbuds in for and not have on in the car while your kid's around. But that being said, I just wanna say a massive thank you to Lindsay for coming on and being brave enough to share her story with you. And I know her motivation is to inform you, to share her experience with you in the hope that if you find yourself going through a similar process, that it's going to give you some knowledge and potentially is going to change the path, the trajectory of where your journey takes you. Knowledge really is power. And whilst this podcast is never intended to replace the advice of a medical professional, hearing and learning uh, from other women really is important. And the biggest thank you that you could give to my friend Lindsay is to actually share this podcast with the women around you. Maybe it's your sister or your friend or your colleagues at work. The more women around us that have this information and the more men that hear this information as well, the more helpful that is going to be. So please take a moment, share this in your social media, send it to a friend. And if you want to reach out and say thank you to Lindsay for sharing her story, please send me an email. My email is in the show notes and I will pass that on to her. Okay, all that being said, now is the time to pop your earbuds in, go and grab your cup of hot tea, get comfy, because we're going to dig into today's conversation. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host, SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king and a 40-something mum to a sassy independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. I'm here having a chat with Lindsay. We're talking all things menopause, perimenopause, and we'll just do a quick like rewind. So Lindsay, you shared with us initially that you noticed um, sort of in, when you were about like 42, about like you were having some night sweats and you'd been to the doctors and your blood work was coming back normal. And then sort of if we fast forward a, a few years on from then, then you started to notice that your anxiety levels are increasing, things that you found easy. And I can honestly say Lindsay is one of the most organized people out there. And, you know, you were sort of finding it difficult to organize your meal plans and decide what you were going to wear and that sort of thing. And for you, who is incredibly organized and very decisive, that that's really out of character. And these are some of the things that women sort of need to be looking out for. And then after that, you then sort of things went downhill quite quickly and you shared how you were sectioned and you'd also, um, the doctors were treating you with um, your antidepressants and um, electric shock therapy. So 
what what sort of happened next for you? I've then been in the mental health facility for six weeks. Bearing in mind, I wasn't in a very good state at all mentally. So it's quite easy to sit back and reflect and talk about it. But at the time, I was like another version of myself. All I could think about, I just had constant suicidal thoughts, com- completely low in mood, didn't really interact with anyone whilst I was in the facility. My husband came to visit me often. I just wasn't interested in him. It was as if all the best bits of me had gone and I was left with this very stubborn, miserable version of myself. And I was absolutely 100% sure that that was it for me forever. That I was never, ever going to get back who I was. And I, I can't tell you why, but that's what was in my head. And I just remember looking around this mental health place and seeing lots of other women who'd been there a very long time. And I, I just thought, this is my life now, forever. I can't ever imagine getting out of this place. So in that terrible frame of mind, I started almost scheming how I was going to get out of the place. So I managed to literally from one day appearing very depressed, I just changed my demeanour and told my psychiatrist that I was feeling much better, who believed me. And they allowed me for the next few days to um, arrange to go on weekend leave. Wow. Um, So off I I went at the weekend. My husband was really, really reluctant, but he was going to trust the professionals, even though he'd been trying to say to them he wasn't quite sure about the care I'd been getting and the treatment. However, if that's what they thought would be good, then maybe this would be something good for me to do. So I went home and stayed at home the first night. I saw my children for the first time in six weeks and felt no emotion at all, just couldn't connect with them, which was is just the furthest thing that would be possible for me. My children are my absolute world, as I'm sure they are, you know, every other mother's. But nobody had ever spoken about these symptoms either, that in some forms of depression that you will not feel love. And when we talk about suicide, we talk about people leaving people behind. But I absolutely felt that I was completely alone in this world. Even though I was surrounded by people, I felt like there was just me and I couldn't feel anything else. So the next morning, I um, attempted a very, very serious suicide attempt where obviously it didn't quite work because here I am. Um, but I did sustain some quite serious injuries where breaking my pelvis, fractured my spine and um, broke several parts of my foot. And that is, you know, something that having known you for so long and the I think it's something that women should sort of really think about, you know, when it comes to symptoms, like as a mother, you love your children so much and your family are absolutely everything to you and for you to be in a situation where you're not feeling love towards them that is just completely completely out of character was that something that you felt like you could vocalize at the time or was it something you kept to yourself no I I really did vocalize it because I'd never anything and I was trying to read things on the internet about people with depression and I couldn't really find it anywhere that anyone had ever said they'd stopped loving people. 
I'd found people were emotionally numb, but no, but then I don't know if people had maybe not felt it or just maybe felt embarrassed to admit it, but it was terrifying because um, it's a real, a real symptom. And it was, it was so real to me and I couldn't understand what, what can possibly stop you from loving the most important thing in your life yeah. when there's not been an event to cause you to dislike anyone or it, it was just such a bizarre feeling. And the fact that I, I couldn't, no matter what I did, I couldn't get those feelings back, mm. really tried. And it just, it was like I was just not connected to anything at mm-hmm. all. And it just felt so hopeless and desperate that everything was just over. From the suicide attempt, you had some really, really serious injuries. So I'm guessing you were in hospital for a long period of time. Yeah, I was then um, blue lighted to a major hospital and they um, stabilised me. Thankfully, how uh, my injuries were, uh, they were much stabilised them and that they managed to um, allow them to conservatively heal rather than pinning them all together. But it just meant that I would have a sustained longer stay in hospital so I was there for I think another five weeks in a general hospital this time but I did have visits from the mental health team there um however it wasn't great care because I was in a general ward but the nurse the nursing staff were amazing um I felt a lot more cared for in the general trauma ward than I did in the mental health facility which is quite concerning for anyone who's having to stay in a mental health facility you would have thought that would be the most therapeutic place but Mm. definitely not in my experience and again my husband was in the background saying she really needs help what are we going to do when she gets over these injuries her brain her mind her thoughts are still in the same place and he finally by being a doctor managed to get in touch with a female psychiatrist and she 13 this is from 13 weeks from me being admitted finally I get to speak to this lady and she looked me in the eye and said I'm seeing more and more women in your age group Lindsay with severe mental health problems because of your age we're going to try you on HRT and suddenly it was like a bit of a light bulb moment and I just burst into tears like emotion came from nowhere which I'd not felt it was like I felt listened to or at least my husband did and I felt like suddenly maybe something could be done because for those 13 weeks I'd not heard anyone telling me that actually I could get better so I had no hope and this was like the first moment a professional would actually said you know what this might be the cause you might not have a mental health disorder something could be going wrong hormonally. Wow it may it really like chokes me up like hearing that and you you said to me that actually once you did start on HRT things changed quickly dramatically I mean Kieran said within that's my husband within three days he could actually see something had changed in my eyes like the life had had appeared from nowhere I'd looked obviously quite dead in the eyes and vacant and he said that within three days had come back now, for the first three weeks, I didn't really notice a massive difference in myself. But I think I was in such a low place 
that actually I wasn't recognising it, but I was I was discharged during that first week on HRT and I was allowed to come back home. Now, because of my physical injuries, I was seen as a lot safer anyway because I couldn't walk at this point. So I think everyone sort of decided that I probably couldn't do anything to harm myself. Um, but within those first three weeks, there were some definite horrible suicidal thoughts still going around my head, but they'd certainly reduced. We worked out that within the first 21 days, I'd actually only had 10 days with suicidal thoughts. Was prior to HRT, that would have been 21 out of 21 days. And then I literally got to day 28, which is the full cycle of, a, of obviously a, a menstrual cycle or HRT cycle. And on day 29, I woke up and said, I'm going to phone my friends. Bearing in mind, I, I've not spoken to anyone for months. And it literally was like waking up from a nightmare but it had actually happened. And, you know, 28 days, it's not a coincidence that suddenly yeah. something, your symptoms are going to disappear. And it really was that groundbreaking. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I honestly, like, I'm so thankful to you for sharing this story. And it's really, it's a hard story to hear, let alone go through like you have. And I think the reason that we're sharing this is because people need, women need this information, don't they? And absolutely. I mean, I had no, you know, coming from an ex-medical background, I had absolutely no idea how serious a hormone imbalance could affect somebody. My husband is a GP. He has never come across, it, not to his knowledge, a patient with such severe symptoms. However, this is obviously almost like a sliding scale. Every woman at some point in her life is going to appear on this scale. And hopefully it's in the milder symptom. But there will certainly be a large group of women in the middle and near the more severe symptoms. And it's so important that we know our bodies and we're listening to our bodies. And actually we're open to sometimes if we're having issues mentally, that we look at our life and think, could something else be going on here? Could this be a physical cause? You know, what I, what is my cycle like? Have I been tracking it? Have I been looking at my symptoms? And it's really recognising your body. For, because now looking back, I can join so many dots together, but hindsight's such a wonderful thing. And um, if I'd have had this knowledge prior to this happening, we'd have certainly been exploring it but we didn't so the last thing you know I just don't want anyone else to have to go down for that journey and not think about hormones HRT is not going to be for everyone and you know it's not in every case but there's so many other options you know for milder anxiety certainly diet and exercise and recognizing so you know getting outside enjoying nature these natural things really can boost your hormone depletion as well and your mood. But it's just recognising that as women, our bodies are telling us something. Yeah. We have to know our bodies before, you know, to... to and I think also we need we need to understand our bodies, but we also should have confidence in ourselves as women that we know 
how we feel and just going back to you know if we sort of rewind to 2019 I think you said it was with where you had some of those hot sweats and then you went into a period where you started to feel anxious I mean what might your advice be and you know you're not a medical professional obviously what would your advice be if perhaps as a lady who's listening to this and who's thinking oh do you know what I recognize some of these things in myself yeah I think for me at the time again using an app to to monitor your cycle absolutely and any symptoms again when I backtrack I think about these night sweats and then I think about this quite severe anxiety of decision making but somewhere in the middle I'd noticed that I'd stopped being quite as socially active as I maybe would have been prior to this but I put that down to COVID as many of us did because we, we weren't allowed to go out we stopped seeing as many people and at the time I would have you know I, I stopped going to the supermarket and you know if I could get out of going out of shops I'd do it all online but now I realized that actually that was again another step just a small one after the night sweats that actually things were starting to change within me and I think that's what women need to just look for it's very subtle changes but any of those changes just think wait a minute I never had a problem walking into Marks and Spencers before <laughs> so why why do I now yeah just really small things and I think it's just important just to acknowledge that maybe it's not just your busy life it, you know break it down into what can you do what can't you do and is something else going on really and you know do your own do your own digging isn't it like doing some finding out and you know this conversation can be a starting point for somebody to then go and have you know go and find I mean there's in the UK so Davina McCall's very like outspoken about menopause here and I'll link some of her things in the show notes I mean of course you know going to your doctor perhaps asking your um your surgery if there is somebody there who is more like you know a woman might be a good starting point you know somebody who does specialize perhaps in in women's health I know there's a lot of ladies listening to us that are in the US and I know that your health system works quite differently to ours um but perhaps you might want to with your insurance if you can find like a a women's health specialist perhaps and just start and having conversations with your friends because I'm so glad that we had this conversation and uh, you know like to your credit you you picked up the phone didn't you and you started talking to your friends about this absolutely it, now it's so important that we talk about this because certainly for my mum's generation they didn't talk about it um I asked my mum how she felt during the menopause and she you know thankfully she didn't suffer and didn't need HRT which again made me think well that's very different from my experience but yeah by sharing you know just everything because somebody else might go you know what actually yeah I'm feeling a bit like that at the moment and officially now uh, like I say Davina McCall has certainly raised profile as have quite a few people over here um, celebrity wise but under the guidelines once you turn 45 you actually shouldn't have that blood test anymore you they say treat the symptoms not the results so from 45 should you have symptoms similar with the perimenopause hrt is actually the first line of treatment now not an antidepressant 
and that we've still got a long way to go definitely because that certainly isn't happening yeah and there's an awful lot because you were younger there's an awful lot of women in their late 30s early 40s who don't we sort of have this like cut off age of like you know that switch point who are sort of going on under the radar but I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on and sharing your story it's incredibly you're powerful and you know I'm sure there are women listening to this who are who you you being bold enough to have this conversation it's going to help and support them so thank you so much for your, for, for doing that no thank you and even if just one person can listen and just go actually that's me that's my sister that's my daughter that's why it's so important that we share yeah and that we're not on our own and although you know we are on a podcast and there are women listening to this across across the world and so many countries where people won't even talk about menopause and women's health you know I'm going to put some resources that are probably more relevant to the listeners in the UK but there are resources out there wherever you are you're just going to have to do a little bit of digging to try and find it but thank you so much for your time Lindsay I really really appreciate you sharing that today thank you very much for having me please as I said at the beginning of the show if you could take a moment just to share this podcast with one other person that is going to be hugely impactful because this is information that women need you've heard from Lindsay who has a medical background her husband is a GP there is not enough information out there about women and menopause so please take a moment share this episode in your social media share it with a friend send them a text message let's just get the word out and help to empower other women I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too. 